Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm your host, Derek Sassman. Of course, we have Dr. Doug with us, the Disney dentist himself. And Doug, let's start off with uh, today's episode of Rope Drop Radio with some Disney news. Uh, Hearing some things over in the Animal Kingdom. I know you were just there, but it sounds like the Rivers of Light will actually maybe happen in 2017. Maybe. They gave us a really hard date that they have to hit of a whole year, 2017, so don't expect it by Christmas at Rivers of Light over in Animal Kingdom. Um, funny story from our trip, we were in Animal Kingdom, and uh, the kids and Michelle were over on Everest, and I was wandering around and um, by the new amphitheater, that area between Everest and Dino Land, and there was this group of people trying to figure out what show is in this amphitheater, and they're like, it's brand new, and it's huge. Well, it's got to be on the time guide, and they were having a little argument amongst themselves, and um, they're like, well, surely it's a nighttime show, and I, I just really wanted to interrupt and tell them, no, there is no show. There's this huge, nice, beautiful amphitheater, and absolutely nothing happening right now so maybe someday someday you know it sounds like they want to open at least around when avatar opens up and uh i've heard some rumors of they've had some boats running into each other it just some of the things that they've had problems with kind of blows my mind because these are imagineers yeah Uh, they've done other shows they have phantasmic down at you know down at uh, uh, the studios that has boats as well. You, you think you'd figure this out. Yeah, so we'll, uh, hopefully it will be worth the wait. I hope so. I know, leave it at I that. know we're going to miss it, and uh, which has completely uh-huh. changed up uh, some of our plans for February because one of the reasons why we're going in the beginning of the year was to see this uh, new thing at Animal Kingdom. Now Animal Kingdom is back to being a half-day park, which I know Disney is very against. They want it to be a full-day park. And uh, so we're, we're only going to do a half day now, and uh, so sounds like everybody else who's going to uh, the Walt Disney World in the next few months. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see it when we see it. I'll, I'll believe it will debut when it actually debuts. And we will discuss it in thoroughly then. The other yeah. Disney news is next week, depending on when you're listening to this, is the release of a movie that we've only slightly been looking forward to, but that is, of course, mm. Star Wars Rogue One, and next week we'll be doing our Star Wars special where we talk all things Star Wars and finish with a review, but I uh, want to make sure our listeners know that, Doug, you and I both have our tickets uh, to mm-hmm. see Star Wars this coming week. You'll be going a little bit before I will, yeah. so no spoilers. Oh, I, I won't spoil it for anybody. I would never do that to anyone. No, and well, what's really cool is I know Epcot has got the uh, they're turning they turned the the ball into uh, the Death Star, and yeah. just all the fun Star Wars things are coming out. So if you're if you're in Walt Disney World or Disneyland right now, 
a lot of fun Star Wars things are happening as mm -hmm. we speak. So, yeah, looking forward to Rogue One and uh, then reviewing it with you, Derek. Yep. So next week, uh, stay tuned. We'll blast it all over our social media, but next week will be our Star Wars special where we discuss kind of things that are going in the park, a little bit of the history, and, of course, we'll finish with our Rogue One review. Well, today, though, Doug, we are switching roles again. Last week we talked about your trip report uh, from your Disney cruise and time at the Walt Disney World. And last week I was at uh, Disneyland, so if you listened to our episode a couple weeks ago, we did kind of my trip preview. Well, this is going to be kind of my post-trip report. Unlike you who did uh, the Disney bubble for about 10 days, I did one day. And so I'm going to let you take over as host, and I will be uh, kind of listening and, and giving my answers from our trip. So here we go. The roles are switching. You are now in charge. All right. I like being in charge, Derek. So um, let's start out just Disneyland, so much different than Disney World. And we talk a lot of Disney World on the show. So Disneyland, much smaller. Let's talk about your resort first. Um, you came in the night before your park day, right? You were staying with family and then you came in. Uh, what hotel were you at and how did all the check-in and getting and checking everything out go? Well, and that's the biggest thing between Disneyland and Disney World. You're not in a Disney bubble. We stayed, we, we switched hotels based on a recommendation by your wife. We stayed at the Fairfield Inn, which is about as close to Disneyland as the Disneyland Hotel is. So we're on one side, uh, kind of, there's a whole strip of hotels. If you've never seen it, Google map it. And, and that's why Walt Disney bought all the uh, kind of the property down in Florida because, you know, when Disneyland popped up, you had all these hotels and merchants pop up all around the parks. But we stayed at one of those. We, we came in uh, the first night. Check-in went great. Uh, they, all, they all know why you're there. You're, you're there to go to the parks. Uh, we, we definitely... Um, had a, I, I loved our hotel. There's a Panera, there's a McDonald's right there in the parking lot. So I was able to grab a, a quick uh, snack for the wife and kids. Uh, it's a really short walk. You know, the very first night, I actually took my two kids by myself to downtown Disney, which is, you know, half a mile walk and do the World of Disney store and everything like that. It's just, uh, it's really different in California not being in that Disney bubble, so to speak, as you are when you are in Orlando. Um, and so it's just, you know, it's nice that we'll probably talk in a future episode off-site versus on-site uh, California where there are a lot of pros to staying off-site even though from my hotel I had a clear shot of Space Mountain. I mean, it was it was spinning distance away. That's how close we were. And when the fireworks are going off, we have a great view of it and everything. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, being able to walk right into the uh, park area, get through security into downtown Disney is well worth it. Um, so the next morning, right? You uh, did you get up early, go straight to the park, or did you uh, grab some breakfast first, Derek? Well, we have a, a two-hour time change, and so we, we were in California not just for Disneyland. We actually went to visit my dad and, and uh, my family, and then also my wife has an aunt and uncle out there. So we did the Thanksgiving trip, so we you know spent some time with the family, and then bookend the last day uh, with uh, California Adventure. The biggest thing, though, is my kids were waking up at about 5.30 in the morning each day, 
And one of those mornings, I was just kind of bored. They were watching some Disney Junior. I was looking at my phone, kind of planning out our trip and realized, you know what? What the heck? Uh, let's do a breakfast. If my kids are going to be up at this time, let's make the most of it. And I know in my previous show, I said we weren't going to do any character breakfast. Well, we decided that uh, a couple mornings before, let's do one. And so we did Storyteller's Cafe. And uh, that's, that's what we did for breakfast, that little character breakfast, uh, the day of uh, California Adventure. And where is Storyteller's Cafe at? And that is in the Grand California. And the biggest thing with it is uh, I know in my previous show I talked about how we were going to go with family, uh, my parents, uh, my aunt and uncle. Well, what ended up happening is schedule and life happened. So all of a sudden it was just uh, supposed to be going to be us four, my wife and I and uh, the two kids. And then on the day of, my wife just really got sick and was not doing well. And so I took my toddlers, my five and three and a half year old, to Storytellers Cafe and to California Adventure by myself. I do not recommend that on any single parent. Bless you if you do that. It was definitely a challenge of its own. Completely threw an audible into all of our plans. But you know what? I will tell you the best part was was that character breakfast, Storytellers Cafe. So we got there. Uh, I was texting you. We got there really early because uh, one of my bucket list things is always stayed at that hotel. Uh, and so I decided to take the kids. Let's walk around. We got there way early before our reservation. Uh, we walked around the whole hotel. Beautiful Christmas decor, giant mm -hmm. gingerbread house. Uh, checking out the store, the other restaurants, talking to some other people who are staying there. Uh, now I don't feel like I need to stay there anymore. It's been on my bucket list for a while, but maybe we'll move to a different hotel. But then Storytellers Cafe, or uh, Storyteller, I, th I think it's called Cafe, uh, yeah, was a really so. great character breakfast. Chip, Dale, Pluto, and Baby Bear. Uh, it wasn't packed. We got in about 20 minutes before our reservation even. And it was one of those breakfasts where I felt safe with my kids sitting there that I could run up to the buffet. We had great wait staff. The character interaction was amazing. Uh, they got a lot of time with Chip and Dale, a lot of great pictures, dancing. And it really started off the day, especially because, you know, I was single dadding it for a little bit. Uh, it started off the day really well with some extra Disney magic. Well, great. That's uh, good to get that extra interaction, gets the day going. What time did the park open? 10 o'clock, which was a little, so, bit, little bit later than uh -huh. I was hoping. Uh, magic hours were at 9. Uh, so, you know, Disneyland, really weird with park hours sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it was a 10 to about 8.30 kind of day. Yeah, in the magic hours out there, there's a couple different types. One type for the people staying on property, and then another type for people that buy a three-day or more ticket. So you can stay off property and get the magic hours um, but you don't get them to California Adventure. You only get those if you stay on property. So there were some people getting in the park at 9, but you had until 10. And then where did you head as soon as you you know paid the check and were out the door? Well, we, uh, we definitely went right to the park. You know, this is rope drop radio. I was not going to miss a rope drop, though I did make the decision as being a dad with just two kids. We were not going to pull McKnight family and get there 45 minutes early. In fact, mm -hmm. I just got there about 15 minutes early. Uh, at Disney California, you, you kind of have three ways you can go once you get in the park for rope drop. You can take a hard left, which is to Tower of Terror. You can go up the middle, which is Toy Story Midway Mania, 
or you can take a right, which is to Soren. Now we got in the right lane, and, and surprisingly, I was pretty far up there, uh, and I'm sure if I pushed my way a little bit, I could have been right up at the top, uh, being only 15 minutes in the park before rope drop. But we also got in the right lane because the one thing we knew we didn't want to miss was uh, Worlds of Color. We missed it the last time we were there. And uh, you can get a fast pass for Worlds of Color off of the uh, the river, the river, I forget the ride's name. All of Grizzly sudden. River Rapids. Grizzly, Grizzly River Rapids uh, at that same area. And they'll direct you and everything like that. So mm -hmm. uh, since it was just me and the kids, we just took a hard right and got one of the first few fast passes for Worlds of Color that night. Yeah, you left off one of the big uh, targets of Cars Land, though. A lot of people. Oh, yeah, you're right. Go yep. straight and to Cars actually, Land. Yep, you're right. People, there's uh, a height people... requirement there that uh, you guys didn't have anything to do with, right? No, and so yeah, you can get in the left or down the middle and kind of veer your way to Cars Land. Yep, I'm. I, the, we yeah, missed that. One. We kind of knew we were going to miss that one when we found out mm -hmm. uh, no family was going with us. That's the crazy. That one's. Most comparable to Toy Story at the studios, um, just the way people jostle and run, except the nice thing about the Cars Land one is it stays nice and wide for a while, where Toy Story goes through lots of little holes and turns and stuff. But uh, all right, so you got your uh, fast passes. It's still the three of you at this point. Did you uh, bring a stroller or rent a stroller, Derek? How'd well, you, we, uh, we uh, just to, just to annoy you, and and I mm -hmm. is, uh, I had to a uh, rope drop pre-rope drop the stroller rental. The biggest thing between uh, Orlando and California is you only get a single stroller in California, and I'd forgotten about that. In Florida, you can get the doubles, and with two kids, makes it a lot easier. So I had one kid sitting on the other for a little bit. Uh, they did not like that, and so uh, <laughs> um, uh, that, that is how I started my day. But yeah, we got the stroller in there, so uh, after we got our fast passes for... Um, world of color i kind of made the fast pass uh run around so i ran over to tower of terror got a single fast pass for that we had three tickets so i, I knew i could kind of break up fast passes and then we ran over to our uh, soren and got some fast passes for uh just two hopefully we're hoping my daughter and i would uh, get to go on that together she kind of chickened out at the zero hour so i missed soren kind of bummed out with that one but then you get to that point where you're, uh, you know, our, our fast pass plan and, and our rope drop plan was to give fast passes to cars and then book our way down to Toy Story Midway Mania. Well, when it's just single dad and the two kids, I was like, well, that, that kind of, there's an audible right there. We're definitely not yeah. going to do that. Uh, Toy Story doesn't have any fast passes. So I, I kind of realized right away that that is not going to be done this trip. So I opened it up to my kids and I said, out of everything here, what is something that we can all agree upon? And to my surprise, they both said, we want to do the Disney Junior Live on Stage show, which in my uh, you know show two weeks ago, I said, we're definitely not going to do because we've done it numerous times before. But here we are going to the 1030 showing of the Disney Junior Live on Stage show. And Doug, at 1030... There is no one there, which is, you know, kind of nice. We, we pretty much had the yeah. show to ourselves. My kids love it. We got to sit there. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed it with them. And, and you know, it was kind of one of those moments where I had to realize, you know, this trip is really for them. 
uh, my wife's sick at the moment and uh, forget about some of the uh, big rides that I want to do. You know, we're here for them. Uh, which, you know, when you're a parent and you're taking your kids to Disney, you never know what Audible you're going to have to throw. And that was just one of those times where uh, the playbook went out the window and here we are kind of just rolling with it as we go. Yeah, so uh, you took in Disney Junior, and uh, which, by the way, I'm good. I'm. I know my fast you're, passes you're are coming that? up. I'm, I, I told your wife, I'm like, we we do not need to get fast passes for Disney World. I've seen that show three times. <laughs> I can quote it now. Uh, Got to memorize that one. We're going to skip that one at the studios. Yeah, uh, that's it, advisable. It, that is one show that definitely needs a Miles from Tomorrowland update. It or seats, just some seats would be nice. Seats would be great. You're right. I don't know why they need you to sit on the floor to look at puppets, but uh, just seats. Maybe just for the parents. Maybe do a kid's zone down in the front like they do in Crush. So where'd you head after uh, you're done? Um, is it Minnie's birthday you celebrated yep, at Disney Yeah, Minnie. Minnie yeah. It seems like the same birthday every time. But yeah, we celebrated Minnie's <laughs> it, birthday. Uh, and then we that? made... It, it was it's still a great show. I mean, my kids love it. So yeah. and and it's it's funny because you watch the parents and you kind of live through your kids on that one. They just really have a good time. I, I highly recommend it if you haven't checked it out. But after that, we uh, made our way down to the aerial ride where uh, you know my wife um, was able to meet up with us and she got another stroller. And so my wife and my five-year-old daughter, who is obsessed with Little Mermaid, went and did that. And then my son and I went to Cars Land. And so we did, uh, if you haven't seen the Facebook video, uh, my son and I got to do the uh, uh, Mater's tractor ride and it just, that was one of the most fun yeah. I've ever had on a ride. He was laughing, he had a great time, it was his first uh, big Disney-esque ride and uh, it, it definitely knocked it out of the park. That's kind of, as a parent, why we take our kids to Disney, is just seeing the smile and the laughing and the having fun. And so Radiator Springs, if you've never been to California Adventure, that is one part of the park that they just, they really went all out on. And mm -hmm. it, it just, it sells itself. Especially yep. we went back at night and with all the uh, oh, yeah. lights on and, and I got to have my chili cone. It, you really feel like you're there. They did a great job. We did both the kids' rides in that area. Uh, I am sad we missed Radiator Racers. We'll, we'll someday get to do it. But until then, you know, it's just great part of the park for the kids. Yeah, so the video of your son um, Declan giggling on the uh, on Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, my kids have watched that over and over and over and over. So uh, it's a big hit here. Oh, that's good. Well, it's, and you know what? I'm really bummed out because the uh, the new ride that they have over there, the Rockin' Rollin', was it the Rollin' Rockin'? Rollickin'? Rollickin'. Is that a well, word? Yeah. It, did I make up a word? It, they, they really did yeah. make up a, a word for that one. The other kids ride in that area, uh, same thing. He was cracking up, and, and I really wish I would have got that one on video. I was hoping to live stream that one, yeah. but there's, there is no Wi-Fi in California yeah. Adventure. I was really bummed out about that. Why does Disneyland hate Wi-Fi? I don't know. Someday. If you get really close to uh, some of the hotels over there, you can pick up a little bit. Uh, I know I could get a little bit of a signal when we were meeting Elena, but yeah, you're just not getting anything on the uh, on the good side of the park. Mm. So uh, you split up, and then uh, did you meet back up after like one attraction or two, or how long were you split up? Uh, not we long. We actually uh, we we then you know I I called in my favor. You know, the one thing my wife and I have agreed upon is when we do a a theme park, 
no matter what, whether it's Disney, Universal, you know, local attraction, uh, we'll go uh, some zone defense. So one of the parents will take two kids and the other one will get to ride the, you know, e-ticket attraction they want. Well, I had a fast pass for Tower of Terror and before it closed, that was, that was my one I was going to do, I don't know how I was going to get both my kids on that ride if I had to. I was going to do Tower of Terror before it, it turns into Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so my wife actually uh, took both kids to uh, the Bugs Land, which is right next to Tower of Terror. They got in line for one ride. I sprinted over to Tower of Terror, got my Fast Pass, walked right onto the ride. Was really happy I did. Took some great pictures. Um, it was actually kind of bummed out that I got on so fast because I was trying to like take it in before it take closes. Take in the lobby and everything. And, and but no, I, I this is how fast I got through that ride. I got on and done with that ride before my wife and kids got done with one ride in the Bugs Life Land. Wow. So it, it literally, I walked right on, which was, it was great, you know, and then I meet up with them and we do the rest of the Bugs Life area. But I got to tell you what, I am so nostalgic. I am glad I got Tower of Terror one more time in that park. I'm really interested to see. The whole time I'm in there, I'm thinking, what the heck are they going to do with Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I feel like it's a weird placement in the park, but I'm, I'm hoping and excited that it, it all turns out they, they have a really big plan for it. I think there's going to be a whole Marvel area. I just don't know where. Right, they don't right have behind. the land. There's, there's a little parking lot right behind Tower that I think is going to become uh, Marvel. And uh, they've bought up enough hotels across the street there um, that uh, I think big things could happen. But they got to finish Star Wars Land before they start uh, getting too many bulldozers out over there. So oh, uh, I, I agree. Now, they did which, have... They did have, now I'm going to skip ahead in our day a little bit, they did have the Spider-Man and Captain America meet and greet across from Tower of Terror. And yeah, that was a huge that. hit and really well done. We, we did wait in line. My son wore his Spider-Man costume. And uh, the, the guy who, the Captain America and Spider-Man, quote unquote, uh, guys did a really great job. And the line was was you know, not crazy, but still long enough. They, they churned people pretty quick through there. But it just really, really gave me hope on what this uh, Marvel little universe in that park could be. Between that it's and what potential. they're going to do with Guardians, I, I really am excited. Though the mm -hmm. only problem is you have that theater kind of right there, too. It's Yeah, you're going to have Frozen kind of stuck in there, and I, that's not going anywhere. I mean, they can't move that theater around very easily, and... I don't know. It'll be interesting. So, um, got on tower, did the, all the bugs life rides. You do them all. All but there. one. And, uh, we miss flicks flyers. And the only reason why I will forever remember that is that's the one my daughter really wanted to do. And it's pretty much reminded us every day since our trip that we missed the one ride that she wanted to do. How did you possibly miss the one she wanted to do? Because we needed to get over to Elena because there's an Elena meet and greet and the Elena parade that was a must do. That that's the one thing with my daughter who's obsessed with Elena. We had to get done and so. And so do you we, remind her why yes, you missed? Yes, we Flick have. Then? Okay, good. And she has reminded us that next time we go, we're going to go on Flix Flyers. But no, we uh, booked it down to Elena. Uh, that line ended up becoming about almost an hour wait. Um, so many kids. Elena is very popular right now. And uh, so I wait in line, and, and I kid you not, we were the very next people to meet Elena 
when she had to take her break to go do the Elena parade. Oh. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? So, and this, and I, I remember I was texting you a little bit because that's mm-hmm. when my uh, Soren passes were coming up. And I was like, okay. And my son had fell asleep in the stroller. So I sat just on my phone texting you back and forth while my son took a nap. Literally right. And they're actually really, the cast members were great. They're like, hey, why don't you sit in the uh, area? And so I sat kind of right by where Elena will be for the meet and greet. And uh, my daughter and wife went to do the Elena parade. And here's a good uh, one for you. It broke down. The, the parade the broke parade down? broke down. How does the parade break the down? Float, the float broke down somehow. I, I didn't see it. I missed it. And so they went. And so it took a little while for Elena to even come back because I think they are doing some tests and things like that. So that literally we waited in line for one hour to meet Elena. And I was really bummed out because my Soren Fast Pass has expired. And I remember texting you. I was like, ah, I'm missing Soren and this opportunity. But um, finally my daughter did get to meet Elena. And wow, those pictures, I know we posted a couple on our Facebook page. That was a highlight uh, for her, definitely the highlight of the trip. Uh, and one of the highlights as parents to see her big hug, just so excited to meet. I mean, she is obsessed with that Disney Junior show. And, uh, and that Elena did a great job talking to her. And so it just, it was wonderful. It, it made, it almost made the hour line worth it. Almost. 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 So the day was made. Um, your daughter had been on Ariel. She met Elena. Yeah, she's done. Yeah, we, we can't do down. anything more for her at this point. She's got all the things she wants. Flyers to clearly. Yeah. But uh, so what? What is left? Well, what, what is, is left? left uh, we, my wife and I. My wife really big one wanted to do the um, the uh, 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 the Ferris wheel, the Mickey's Ferris mm-hmm. wheel, Mickey's mm-hmm. fun wheel. So we grabbed some uh, quick lunch. Nothing really exciting. Went the got a piece of pizza from that little pizza shop by Elena and my wife got the uh, the food festival was going on there oh, and yeah. so that was really interesting and so my wife got to try a, I want to say it's a it's a taco type thing maybe a Thai food it was really interesting I, I didn't know what it was but it tasted pretty good and we met over at the uh, the Ferris wheel and uh, did that together which was a lot of fun we did the uh, we did the moving side. Okay, moving. And yeah. and, and I got to tell you what, it didn't really move a lot on the way up, but on the way back down, wow, did that uh, that had some thrill to it. I was I was kind of shocked there um, with how much fun I enjoyed that. It, it definitely it definitely startled me, and I'm a thrill junkie. And how, how'd uh, your so kids do? Olivia didn't like it. Declan loved it, which makes a lot of sense because he's my little thrill junkie and she's the cautious one. Uh, I think if, if Olivia would have it her way, she would spend the whole day meeting and greeting characters where if Declan had it his way, we'd be doing all the rides that he was too short to do. Like he would go on the Tower of Terror with me, no problem. Uh, he was just an inch too short. Um, we actually had one person stop us. It was like, your son's not 37 inches. Like, no, he is. And had to have him look. No, Declan, stand up straight and finally, okay, he's yeah. good. So here in about a, a year, mm. he'll be he'll be perfect for all the, the better rides. We'll do we'll definitely do some more man to man defense at that point. Yeah. Um yeah, we did the, the Ferris wheel. A lot of fun. I'm glad we got we missed it the last mm. time. Glad we got to go on it this time. Uh, got some cute pictures and video, really fun to be up there and kind of see the whole park and you can see the hotels and stuff like that. Uh, 
and and I remember texting you because it was about three o'clock in the afternoon. I just I felt like we weren't making a lot of good use of our time. The interesting thing with Disneyland, unlike Disney World, is there's all sorts of uh, commercial stores nearby, and so you meet people and talk to people. Who are like, yeah, I'm just taking a two-hour lunch break. Thought I'd come over to Disneyland for a little bit, and or before I go to work. And so you have this uh, influx of people, and I felt like um, between noon and about three o'clock, we had this weird influx of a lot of people. And then after we got off the uh, the fun wheel. We made our way over to the Marvel side, and that's where we did Spider-Man and Captain. Then it started thinning itself out. Um, we, we followed that up. We had no weights with uh, Turtle Talk with Crush. We were literally the only ones basically there. Both my kids got to ask a question. Uh, Olaf, uh, we got to meet Olaf. Literally no weight. I, I actually felt bad. Uh, that he had no one there as his one was, please give me a warm hug. And uh, got to do Monster. We got a free fast pass to the Monsters ride, uh, Monsters Inc. ride. And so then we started finally, I felt like we were making better use of our time there in the late afternoon. Yeah, I think Olaf had the shortest wait of anything we did at Disney World. So his, uh, his popularity, I think they just took so long to get him out there as a meet and greet that they missed the window. Mm-hmm. With Olaf, I think he would have been huge if he could have been a meet and greet within a few months of that movie coming out. But uh, so your afternoon kind of went by into the evening. Did you do anything for dinner? Um, yes. I don't remember what my wife got, but I went. I, I remember my preview show. I said there's one thing I was definitely going to eat, and that's one of the chili cones. And I got to tell you what, Doug, that might be one of the best things I've ever eaten. We split it four ways. We probably should have got two or three of them, but maybe we were really hungry, but it was fantastic. It was $9 and worth every penny. And will my cardiologist approve of it? I'm sure. You're a Nebraska yeah. boy. We eat chili and uh, cinnamon rolls for meals here. Okay, true. Very yeah. true. Yeah, so in the right. burning, uh, I did uh, keep my uh, uh, steps, and so I, I did almost 11 miles. So you're burning all that. 11 miles. Wow, that's impressive. And, and pushing and yet, a and still too, put on weight. You know? That's the best part. You yeah. you walk eleven miles. Uh, well, I started the day at the uh, the buffet, and if you don't know me at a buffet, I will eat until I'm about dead because I want to get every penny out of it. And I'm like force feeding my kids. Uh, we would have made rope drop plenty early, but at the time I'm like, no, you will eat one more Mickey waffle. You'll eat one more sausage. Not just because I don't want them to be hungry the rest of the day, but it's because I want them to, you know, eat the money that we're spending on this breakfast. So I ended up eating like four pounds of hash browns. Uh, so I didn't even get hungry until, yeah, the first meal I ate really was at about 530 with that chili cone. Wow. That's a, that's a good use of your buffet then filling up on, for that long. Yeah. Um, so you had the chili cone. You took in Cars Land at night, all the lights, which is pretty spectacular. Were the Christmas decorations out? They were. And uh, we'll get into that more here okay. with how we finish. But I, Cars Land Christmas at night is a, is a whole level of magical. Uh, that was the second to last thing we did. We just kind of took a stroll up and down Cars Land. Uh, you know, we did had to meet Mater real quick. And uh, he had his Christmas Santa hat on. But wow, they, they really do something that's, that's incredible in that area of the park. And, and you almost, you, you forget you're at a theme park. 
and you think you really are in Radiator Springs. I, it's, it's hard to explain unless you've been there at night, especially in the holiday season, but it really is magical, and it's what, it, what makes Disney Disney. Yeah, the Cars Land is so well done. Their Christmas decorations are neat, creative, mm-hmm. humorous, a little bit of everything. So definitely fun to check out. Um, so, Well, and the big thing we did right in that time is we went to the, and, and i got to mention it, because uh, I text you, it's a double e-ticket attraction to me. We did the Frozen show uh, mm-hmm. right there by the Tower of Terror. That theater is used to be Aladdin. And when they announced that Frozen was taking over Aladdin, I know both my wife and I were kind of bummed out because that Aladdin show was phenomenal. I loved it. It was hilarious. Um, it, just, it was really well done. And so when they announced Frozen, I was a little bit like, oh, yeah, yeah we're milking this thing. We're really going to milk it for every single thing we can get out of it. Really, why? You know, I was kind of bummed out. Um, but we are of course, going to go. My daughter does love Frozen. And so we went, and I got to tell you what, it was incredible. The special effects that they did in that show were mind-blowing. The singing was great. It's one hour. It's literally one hour, and it's just retelling the Frozen story, but it's so well done. And afterwards, about a fourth of the uh, people watching actually gave a standing ovation. It was just, it was great. Uh, it was one of those things where my expectations were pretty low, and it destroyed my expectations. So if you haven't checked out the new Frozen show at California Adventure, it's they're not just milking it for that. It's it's really a well done, well put together. They redid the stage. They redid all the the everything that Aladdin had done previously, and it's its own show. So how uh, how long did you wait? to get into the show. That, that's a good, you know, that's a good question. They stopped doing fast passes for that one. So mm-hmm. we waited a good about 45 minutes. In fact, my wife waited in line and I kind of did, uh, I went and got the cone, uh, the chili cone, but also I took both my kids to the bathroom because uh, they both had to go pee while we were waiting in line as well. Well, yeah, 45 minutes in line, an hour in a show. Yeah, you need almost need a bathroom as you go in the door. Yeah, it was funny because oh. we had a lot of parents around us. They were all pulling out snacks out of their backpacks and everything like that. So, um, Yeah, bring snacks if you're going to that theater. Uh. Yeah, it's a one-hour show, but it's definitely worth it. So you did Frozen. After that, where'd you head? Uh, we, we finished up. We did do the other ride in cars. We, we definitely uh, took in the, the cars area. Oh, we ran up. We wanted to get a, a character meet and greet with Mickey and Minnie because we knew they're uh, the, um, the app, the Disneyland app, fantastic. I refer to that probably a thousand times on our trip. So I looked at it, and Mickey and Minnie didn't have long awaits, and they're up there kind of where you come into the park. So we went up there, got both of them. Uh, the pictures weren't as good because it was dark out. They need to really work on the lighting. Yeah. Uh, that kind of just kind of have them on the street, don't they? Yeah, right, right there in the street. So you can, I mean, they're 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 darker characters. So you really need a flash or some sort of light. And there's a lot of backlighting in the stores. So pictures didn't turn out as well as I thought. But we did at least get to meet them. And 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 my kids always, of course, love meeting Mickey and Minnie. And then we went um, went down and used our fast pass to get into Worlds of Color and enjoy that. Uh, yeah, that that we got great seats right on the bridge and uh, got to enjoy the holiday Worlds of Color. And so it's a new holiday World of Color this year. It was hosted by Olaf before, who kind of does the hosting 
so to speak. Is there a host? There wasn't the a show? host this time. Nope. Hostless. It was hostless. You're, there you go. Um, what type of music are they? All Christmas music from all your favorite. And, and we'll be throwing up some... Um, we took some videos, so we'll put, be putting some videos up of some of the sh uh, some of the music with some of the uh, live action that uh, we saw, but it, it just really is what someone referred to it as your the stand and feels. So you're standing, you're watching, you're feeling all the feels because it's just colors and fire and beautiful Christmas music and all sorts of amazing Disney visuals that are being displayed on these hard to explain these water projection type screens. Uh, it was just, it was so well done. It was about 20 plus minutes long. And, uh, I, I just know we loved it. Uh, I'm, I'm bummed that we missed the one before, but I'm glad we got it in this time. So is this the first time you've ever seen World of Color? It is. It is. Yep. The, um, yeah. uh, the first time we went to, well, the first time it wasn't there yet. That was before they did expansion. Okay. Um, and then the last time we took our kids to California Adventure, they kind of got burnt out. They were younger, mm -hmm. and they needed to go to bed. And um, so this time I knew we were going to do it. So where would you rank that compared to if you're ranking all the nighttime shows that you've seen, how's it compared to, like, say, Wishes or Illuminations or Fantasmic? Oh man, that that is throwing the tough ones at you. That that is definitely a tough one. Um, Do you put it up above or kind of in the mix? I, I put it in the mix. Uh, I, I definitely wishes has got its own spot in my heart, and and also I'm a sucker for fireworks. Ever since I think mm, maybe a little okay. pyromaniac. I don't know. Um, since there's no fireworks in in Worlds of Color, it's just kind of a different feel. Instead of kind of that, you're getting your kind of pump up thing you're just you're enjoying it it's it's kind of saturating you with the uh, the christmas feels and energy uh where i look at the studios and doing the star wars fireworks show that's on a that's in a league of its own but that's because i'm a yep. giant star wars fanatic at the same time and then you know wishes is also one of those things where it mixes fireworks and action and it, it, you never know what you're going to get every time you go there so um, but no, it, Worlds of Color is one of those, it, it's really great. Uh, I recommend it. it. It's definitely, the biggest thing with Worlds of Color, it's made California Adventure a full day park. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people used to just kind of rope drop and then ho head over to Disneyland. Now, you know, California is just, it's, it's, I didn't get to do everything I wanted to do. We were there from rope drop to park close, and I was bummed out that I missed four or five things I really wish I could have done. There's just not enough time in the day. No, there, there really isn't. Yep, that's why we keep going back. Yep, and we will probably go back, uh, you know, every year or two. I, I, think, I think we said next time we'll go back, we'll, of course, do Disneyland uh, if we visit family out there and just kind of bookend the trip, which worked really well for us. And uh, you know what? The, I think the funniest thing of the whole trip is we – you know, you joked around with me, you know, we're not doing any ca uh, character dining, but instead we ended up doing two because my wife missed uh, missed uh, Storytellers. We ended up doing uh, Goofy's Kitchen the next day. Yeah. So our trip so, wasn't uh, done. Yeah. You doubled up, doubled down on the uh, breakfast buffets. So you got the breakfast in before you had to fly home that next day. How was the breakfast? Uh, I really enjoyed it. it. It's kind of funny, uh, you know. I, we weren't even planning on it. It was it was one of those things. Our kids woke up early. My wife was kind of bummed that she missed the uh, character breakfast, 
And it's one of those things as a parent where you're like, well, this is how much is left in our budget. You know, what the heck? And we decided Goofy's Kitchen, uh, the Disneyland Hotel has been on my bucket list forever. And we were able to drive over there, park our car for three hours. We did a tour of the Disneyland Hotel. We did Goofy's Kitchen, a uh, ton of fun decor of all the uh, Christmas stuff. Uh, the breakfast was good. It, it was definitely more than what you got at Storytellers. But the character interaction, uh, it was Chip, Dale, Pluto, and Minnie. And it just took forever to get them to our table. And so if you want better character interaction, go to Storytellers. Uh, if you want better food, you go to Goofy's. Good. Good to know. Um, usually I like to pick it for the character interaction because, you know, I can get food just about anywhere, right? Yeah, and they're, they're the exact same price, you know, pretty much the mm. same buffet. I mean, Goofy's had a few more uh, desserty things. And it was fun that when you go in, you get a special one-on-one -on -one picture with Goofy. Uh, so I, of course, had to get that. But, um, yeah, if you're looking at just food value, you know, I, I'd go to Storytellers, uh, especially with the character interaction, because we wanted many. And I feel bad for a waitress at times because I'm like, uh, I told her, I was like, we're, we're waiting until Minnie gets here. We're not, you well, can't yeah, flip you these can't leave And, and you, you can't flip tables. I mean, I, we, I've, I've worked in the service industry before, and when you're a waiter or waitress, it's all about flipping those tables. And if you have kids waiting for a certain character, that's just got to drive you nuts. Yeah, waiting to clear the tables to get the next people in, and it's less tips and all kinds of things. So, But uh, no, I'm glad we did. So now in the uh, Disney parks uh, in California, we have done three out of the five character meals. So that's pretty good. It's pretty good. So which ones you're missing? Uh, the Plaza, I'm guessing. Yep, the, there in Disneyland, and, uh, and then also in the um, Paradise Pier, I, the Grill, Disneyland Grill. Um, so it is Disneyland Grill. I think. What it is. I have no idea, Derek. You lost it's, me. It's got the word uh, Grill wait. in it. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So it's in the Paradise Pier Hotel, and uh, oh so, yeah, it's yeah. I know what you're talking about. There's Surfs Up or something like that. I'd have to look it back up. It's um, it, out of the I five, it. it's the least on my list. So Ariel's Grotto, of course, was number one of our list, and we did that last time we were there, uh, which was a good good experience. Glad we did that one. And and Disneyland, I really wanted to get. It's a win for me because I really wanted to do Goofy's Kitchen because we already have in February pre-booked Mickey's. So I will get a picture yeah. with Goofy in his uh, chef's outfit, and I will get a picture with Mickey in his chef's outfit. Yeah, it's kind of the comparable uh, um, restaurants and experiences. So I think that's why if you're doing one, the Storytellers was a good choice because you have the Chef Mickey's already booked for February. And, but, you know, you're going to do them both. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Well, and, the, and, and part of it was because, you know, we do this podcast and we do a lot of, uh, you know, we, we talk to a lot of people about Disney trips. Uh, but also my kids are at the perfect age where character meals – are just really magical, and, and I can kind of live vicariously as a parent through their eyes. I mean, when when my daughter met Minnie, I mean, that's Minnie, and Minnie mm -hmm. has like an entourage of about 20 kids just following her around the restaurant. Uh, I mean, she has that much popularity. It just it blows my mind being able to watch that. And my, my son, you know, uh, seeing Chip and Dale, 
uh, and just playing with them. It's just it's great. And so uh, the big thing with character dining is when you do those, you don't now have to wait in line when you're in the parks. And so it, yep. people are like, wow, you're spending $100 on a meal? Well, yes, it's also saving us four hours of waiting in line with certain characters that, that we've already gotten knocked out. You know, I, I yep. wanted to meet Goofy because Goofy was in his uh, really cool um, um, festival attire. And I was like, yeah, you know, didn't, didn't, have to, didn't meet him in the park, but, you know, I still got Goofy in his, in his kitchen attire. There you go. You got to meet him. Um another way there's always another way to do it so you yep. gotta look for those alternatives so any uh last thoughts on the trip um Anything you know what is the whole things? the big trip was a big audible i i know if you're going you gotta you gotta get um gotta get that frozen show in that that really surprised both my wife and i and even my kids both loved it how much uh we enjoyed that show so well done they're not just milking it, so California did really well on that. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is is definitely the fast passes. You know, the paper ticket fast passes kind of throw you off guard. You know, here I am tomorrow, so I don't know when you're actually going to listen to this. Uh, you know, we'll be doing fast passes for our uh, Disney World trip in in Florida. And so you have the bracelet, and you know, with rope drop and three fast passes, you're guaranteed three e-ticket attractions. Where at Disneyland, you're you can only be guaranteed one. Uh, and and I followed the app. I was really hoping that I could maybe get a get a uh, radiator racers. No, they, those things were gone within the first hour. Yeah, so that's a big difference, and uh, the planning's a little different. The, mm -hmm. the lack of planning, but yet have to plan. It's it's a whole different scheme out there in California. So be interesting moving forward to see how things change with FastPass. I know they're going to start doing some more things digital out there, but uh, I don't know that they're going to get to the Magic Band era anytime soon. Not yet, but uh, they, they definitely, for Toy Story Midway Mania, they got to do something. And oh. I've heard rumors it's going to start, but it's just, I mean, I looked at that ride probably three or four times. If it if it got under thirty minutes, we were going to jump in line, but it never got under an hour. Yeah, yeah, that's it's hard to do that. And you know, those people that you were talking about, how they'll come on like a long lunch. Like, say you can get in there and you have like three hours of your day where you just uh, you've done it before. Mm -hmm. You can go stand in line for an hour, do the one attraction, grab your cone from the cozy cone and head out of the park and you feel like you've had a great day because you have your annual pass yep. you don't have to do everything but for the family that's traveling you want to do as much as you can and devoting an entire hour to one attraction that isn't at the top of your kids list is really hard to do so that makes waiting an hour for elena make more sense than waiting an hour for toy story mm -hmm. where you and, know yeah yeah and i think the big thing with us is Knowing that we're going to Disney World in February, being able to get fast passes for Toy Story, you know, I, who knows if we're going to be able to meet Elena for sure. You know, that one still she moves around a little bit, so you, you know you you got to do what you can, knowing what you're going to get. So you're right, meeting Elena, spending some time in that ride made more sense. Uh, skipping Soren, knowing that we can get Soren and Epcot maybe at a late fast pass or be able to rope drop that. You know, you kind of got to pick and choose your battles. Yeah, that's a lot of what it's about. But uh, it sounds like you guys had a great trip. Um, you accomplished a lot in one day with 
two kids, I mean, five and three, that's uh, a monumental task. You single-parented it for a little bit. Um, you did all kinds of things. So, we did, and, and by the end, I felt like we made good use of our time. Uh, I know I texted you that at about 3 o'clock, and I'm really amazed how much we were able to do from about 3 to 8. Uh, and so it just, the waves of people come and go, and uh, kind of, when you're, when you're at Disney, you just kind of got to go with that. Sometimes it's busy, and I know you're talking about you went in peak season, and just, you got to, you know, if it's busy, you, there's nothing you can do about a line. So if you're committed to ride that ride, you're going to wait in the line. Yeah, so well, let's wrap it up then. Any last thoughts? Uh, the one thing is we flew into John Wayne Airport instead of LAX, and I got to throw a nice little shout-out to there. That was that was a great uh, little airport to fly into. We got to stop at, before we even got on the plane, we went to Newport Beach for a little bit and checked out the ocean, and it's pretty close to uh, Disney and mm -hmm. uh yeah, that was a that was a switching up airports was a big change for us too. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever go back to LAX. Oh, I've unless no desire. I'm forced to. So John Wayne all the way. So that's an excellent tip to add in there. Uh, so I'll wrap this up. I'm the host, so I get to do this. Oh, right yeah, here, we, here we go. All right. So thanks for listening to another episode of Rope Drop Radio. And um, like us on Facebook. We're going to be sharing lots of uh, Derek's videos this week. And uh, follow us on Twitter for witty commentary on the world and Disney. And uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you share with your friends. If you have anybody interested in going to Disney, let them know about us. Um, it's a great way to plan your trips by listening and learning from our experiences. And if you have any questions, definitely send them to us on Facebook or Twitter, and we'll be happy to answer them on air. So, for Derek Sassman, I'm Doug McKnight. Thanks for listening to another Rope Drop Radio.